0: Five, four, three, two... One. Uno.
1: Blessed. Cinco, Good morning, everybody. Cinco,
0: cuatro, tres, dos, uno.
1: Un, deux, trois. What? Un, that's one, deux, Hey, guys. Two,
0: three. Good morning. God bless you.
1: We pray that you guys are having a beautiful blessed day already. In spite of everything that's going on, you know, we got to be joyful, wake up joyful, and feel filled with life. Amen. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, I learned how to use Zoom room.
1: <laughs> yeah, we did.
0: Yeah, we went, I went on a Zoom room with uh, Pastor Carlos, with Brother Danny, and Margaret, and Fresno, with AOG and Sill. Merced and merced with then johnny and johnny diana, and diana mm-hmm. just kind of learning it you know we're messing around on there just trying to figure it out and learn it because uh it's important it's important to be able to do video conference calls and whatnot and it was, it was kind of fun
1: and then we taught your mom how to use whatsapp
0: yeah what's up
1: the <laughs> whatsapp so she can be able to yeah. and then we're going to teach my mom to do that hopefully somehow over the phone tomorrow And because right now she's so excited, just the fact that I've been met, I've been uh, FaceTiming her on Messenger and video chat. Yeah, we video chat. And you know what's so beautiful, though, how excited they get.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, she gets my mom gets so happy, like so, so happy the moment I'm able to call her like that. And then your mom was really happy because she got a call from one of the grandkids at that time when we were there. Oh, yeah. And that brings so much joy. You know, so if you have a loved one or something and you have an extra little phone or something, teach them how to use it so they can stay in contact. Our elderly could really use a lot of, you know, interaction, especially at times like this when they're alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I wanted to dive into some scriptures today. Usually we do one scripture. Mm -hmm. I might use at least three, a minimum. Okay. And a few more, but... um, you know, um, I wanted to get this straight, and I know if you guys are regular watchers of this devotional of this YouTube, then I I I'm gonna assume that you trust trust us and trust the things that that we teach because it's it's um, there's so many things going on and this whole pandemic and and people are throwing a lot of stuff out there, you know and I, I do notice that. Unfortunately, you know, it's hard to be non-biased because everything we see in life is shaped by the filter. We create filters by what we live by in our life. If you have a really rough life, you tend to think of God as real rough. If you think of if you raise, we're raised in a beautiful home and everything's loving, then God is loving, and so it's really hard to. To be unbiased. Yeah. I
1: think it is. I think it is, too. You know,
0: but there are some things that are non-essential. Like now, we're thinking like stores that are essential, mm-hmm. non-essential. Well,
1: like a person. If a person's gone through some things where they've been hurt and everything, we become vulnerable. You know? we're yeah. Real vulnerable to the things.
0: Yeah. Well, what, what I notice is a lot of times, okay, and we all have filters, first of all. Everybody. So, I'm not saying... I come with no filters because I've gone through things in my life, but for the most part, I try to be conscious with this thought. Yeah, is this is Lord, let me and my mind be shaped to the Word. Don't make me shape the Word to my to myself. Yes. And this is key. And a lot of people I notice it's hard to do that. And and it's like what happens is when you make the Bible shape you. You're creating God to be a reflection of you. So if you tend to be very forgiving of everything, then you're going to f- make the Bible fit you. Because what if what if you're forgiving of everything, which you should, but what if God says, you know, you need to back that up a little bit because it's like you don't want to, or vice versa. Like if you're really harsh and really harsh and God says, you need to let, let up on that and be a little more forgiving, you know, then you gotta allow the word, the Bible, to shape you, not the other way around. And and the reason I say that, is because a lot of times many people fall into what is, shaping the Bible to fit your beliefs. You know, um, one reason why we ha- we pastor a non-denominational church, is because if you choose a denomination. You are therefore now put in a box, and you have to believe as that denomination says. You can't let the Bible shape you. Whoever started that denomination has already shaped the box for you, and you just step into the box, and now you're stuck there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, I say that to say this, right? Is that this whole um, this guy that was arrested? And I started off with saying this, guys, you guys know know that, how many times have we ever called anybody out? Like, I don't, because the reason I say that, there's a lot of people on Facebook that are quick to, this guy's a false teacher, this guy's a false teacher, this guy's a false teacher. Yeah,
1: there's so many things out there that can be controversial and bring, yeah. you know, bring all like, kinds of controversy and, and what that does, it just causes a lot of chaos sometimes and... Sometimes there's no need for that. So, yeah, you never really do. You never really bring yeah, stuff yeah, up. Yeah, I don't know? like to. I think the
0: last time I ever... The only time I ever have... We talked about ...was that Kenneth Copeland thing. Yeah. With the... I don't even know what he... The, the jet rudder. or something. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is in 200 and something videos. And that's the only time I've ever really called anything out. Because we're too busy. You know, we, we stay in our lane. Because the Bible says... He who 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 looks back from the plow is not fit for the kingdom. In other words, the reason, because my dad's a farmer. When a farmer, when you are working tomatoes or whatever, you are given a lane to pull the weeds out, you don't worry about the person to the right or to the left of you. You stick to your lane and pull the weeds out in your lane. So for the most part, we do our teachings, we do our devotionals, we have our church, we have our fellowship, and that's it. But when something is so blatant like... Um, this whole thing with the person that had a service
1: Yeah, a pastor that was arrested and Yeah,
0: he was arrested war. And it's like so many people were quick to say Oh, my persecution is coming Or this and that and I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on um, Was he told not to preach the gospel? No Because that's persecution, right? Yeah He wasn't told to, he couldn't preach No, It was just, hey, for two weeks can we lock it down? For yeah. a couple of weeks, can we lock it down? Yeah,
1: they pleaded to him to please, yeah. you know, shut down or to please, you know.
0: So, I'm, I'm, dude, I'd be the first one. If somebody told me that I couldn't preach the gospel, you think I'm scared of prison? I'd be the first one to say, try to make me stop preaching the gospel. That's a whole different argument, but this yeah. wasn't that. This was a very rich man. That has all kinds of, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, it's just all I'm saying is we got to do our homework on where we take our stand. Yeah. You know, and, and and it's like there's this belief that just because somebody says Jesus, oh, they're they're a fellow believer, yeah. and and if you call it out, they're like, well, who are you to judge? We're not supposed to judge. Actually, no, the church is supposed to judge. The Bible says that we're not supposed to judge those outside because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're blind. They're they don't blind. know. They don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Jesus says, right. you know, I, I didn't come to condemn. I came to save. But when those are, that are in the fold, we have to have discernment. We have to have wisdom. And it's like we have to call it for what we see it. Yeah. You know, and it just, you know, like, for instance, we have Pastor Thomas who we love from nigeria his country's going on a lockdown and he pleaded to his church to his congregation to the people that he loves he says please stay in your homes during this 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 thing that's going on now nobody's gonna say oh you must he must not have faith I know. um actually he operates in a country where there's muslim extremists that Wish they could go there and literally behead them, behead not only everybody else, but especially him. So you can't say he doesn't have faith. The fact that he pastors a church,
1: he's been threatened before, he's been threatened, yeah,
0: he's been taken, he's been they've tried setting him up to kill him. I mean, left and right. So yet, he doesn't call this persecution because he's been under real persecution, yeah. Yet he's pleading with his church to lock it down because he loves them. You know? And then <clears throat> it's like we have to discern, guys. Just because somebody says the name of Jesus or they come in Jesus doesn't mean they really do. And I understand in a perfect world, if somebody says Jesus, so it makes me it makes me wonder. Okay, because like I feel like here in California, we're on the front lines of demonic activity all day long. Yeah. So maybe in some other states, maybe there's Christians that maybe you can live with your front door open and nobody will break in. Maybe you can go to a liquor store or gas station to get chips or something and not feel like any moment you could get shot. Maybe you have this life so it's it's hard for you to actually think oh somebody just if somebody says they're Christian or they believe in God it's hard it's hard for you to think that they could not be yeah right you think yeah, that
1: they, yeah I would think that sometimes people can't comprehend things because of their surrounding and their lives and the world and they came up-brings. from yeah you know it's almost like when somebody let's say somebody has a farm they have cows, they have chickens, they have everything. You know, they have, you know, um, the, the the crop, they have everything. So for them, the need isn't as great for them as it would be for somebody who doesn't have any of that and needs to go to the market and yeah. yeah. needs to do all of that because it's essential for them. But what's essential for the people who really need it, it's not for them because they're growing all that. Yeah. They're, it's provided for them within their land. Yeah. So it's almost like that, you know. So it it you know somebody's not gonna be able to comprehend that.
0: Yeah, and then somebody would say, well, he had a service because he has faith. Listen, um, I am not one that is completely we have seen amazing healings happen.
1: Amen.
0: I expect healing to happen when I pray for people. Amen. But you know, like for instance, if if I have a smoker come to me and say, pray because I have lung cancer I will pray for healing and believe it and I will be surprised if there's not a healing but can you imagine saying you're healed now continue smoking why what wisdom and somebody will say oh you don't have you must not have faith then
1: mm.
0: you must not have faith because you just prayed for the person that had yeah lung cancer but you told them not to smoke anymore so what kind of pastor are you david you must not have faith yeah because there's a difference between faith and wisdom yeah. and foolishness you know so it's like you know it's just because somebody so sometimes i believe some sometimes people don't know how dark this world can be i'm going to read a scripture then i want to talk about it a little more but okay. in matthew seven twenty one We're going to go through a few scriptures, but look at what it says. It says, not everyone who says to me, this is Jesus saying this, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you depart from me. You who practice lawlessness.
1: And the message, uh, David reads it out of the King James, New King James uh, version, and I'm going to read it out of the message. Knowing the correct password, saying "Master, Master," for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience, doing what my Father wills. I can see it now: all the final judgment, thousands. Strutting up to me and saying, Master, we preached the message. We bashed the demons. Our God-sponsored project had every, everyone talking. And do you know what I'm going to say? You missed the boat. All you did was use me to make yourselves important. You don't impress me one bit. You're out of here. Yikes.
0: So, Jesus is not everybody. That says my name.
1: Yeah.
0: See, this is, this is where it's hard for somebody to understand. If you have came from a very cushioned life, where you live in a very cushioned environment, I'm going to share with you some reality. And I don't, I don't believe I've even, I've even gone into the depths of how dark wickedness gets. But just a little bit. Um, I have known drug dealers that sell drugs to pregnant women and they say they believe in Jesus. I have seen people in prison that will, for for you taking a soup, if you stole a top ramen, a what, 30, 13 cent, 30 cent top ramen, they will slice your throat, but they will say they're Christians. I never met any but I'm pretty sure there's rapists and child molesters. I'm not saying that they were that in the past and they're Christian now. I'm saying like people that carry shanks in prison that will kill you and still say, I believe in Jesus. There are out here in the streets, there's a thing called Santeria, which is witchcraft mixed with Catholic practices. They have... They have perverted the Catholic faith and brought in witchcraft that they say they will heal you in Jesus' name, but they're calling upon spirits. So you're going to tell me that because they use Jesus' name that they're Christians? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, oh, I already missed the page, but he says, where's it at? Do you want
1: to go to your room? No,
0: no, just where's it at? People that say, Master, Master... Wait, where? No, it's not there. Master, Master, for instance. It's oh. It's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to get you anywhere by using Master, Master. What is required is serious obedience. Doing what my Father wills. There it is right there. So he's like, it has nothing to do with my name if you're not doing what my Father wills. So, maybe I should go around saying... Um, I'm related to the president. I'm, I'm going to use his name. I'm going to go to Facebook over here in Mountain View and say, yeah, I got to get in. I'm Mark Zuckerberg's brother. I'm going to use his name. That ain't going to give me an entry. No. You know what will? Is an actual blood relationship with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> See, when you come in Christ and you truly come in Christ, then you have a blood relationship the with DNA. Christ, the DNA. The communication. And if I have his blood, then I'm going to act like him. I'm going to operate like him. I'm going to do things like him. Now, that is not saying for a brand new Christian that doesn't know enough. You know, of course, everybody's new. You're not going to know what to do or what to say. You're not going to know the Bible. You're not going to know scripture. That is why it is so careful. See, in the same way, okay, like if we have a baby, if we go adopt a child, a little child, and if we teach them evil, they're going to think that's normal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's a huge responsibility to teach a child the right way. Well, there's a lot of people that come into Christ brand new; they really do want to seek God. But there are some evil spiritual parents, and they teach them wrong. Yeah. You know, and we have to be careful now. Back to this thing about um, 2 Thessalonians. Look at this, babe. Look at this. Check this out. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. What
1: verse?
0: Uh, verse 6. Okay. Check out this.
1: There's something in my eye. Sorry. Yeah.
0: So the reason, the reason I'm using these verses for the one that says, yeah, everybody that says Jesus, we're all Christians. Um, no. And then, and then somebody is quick will be quick to say, oh, why are you causing division? Hey, I'm not causing division because I love my fellow brethren in Christ. I, I love my fellow brothers and my sisters. Amen. How can I divide from something that's already been divided because they're not in the body anyways?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna... If somebody is invoking the name of Jesus and they're involved in witchcraft, that's not division. They were never part of this kingdom in the first place. How can I divide something that doesn't belong in the kingdom? That's right. So anyway, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 6, look what it says. Paul says this. He goes, but we command you. First of all, he's not suggest- su- suggesting. Yeah. He says, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you withdraw from every brother who walks disorderly and not according to the tradition which he received from us. Verse 7. For you yourselves know how you ought to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you. Nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. Six and seven. I meant to read six and seven, but if it's bunched up with eight, that's it's okay. fine. It
1: goes to right there. All right. It says, Our order is backed up by the master Jesus are to refuse to have anything to do with those among you who are lazy and refuse to work the way we taught you. Don't permit them to freeload on the rest. We showed you how to pull your weight when we were with you, so get on with it. We didn't sit around on, on on our hands expecting others to take care of us. In fact, we worked our fingers to the bone, up half the night moonlighting so you wouldn't be burdened with taking care of us.
0: Hmm. they're not talking about non-believers they're talking about a brother yeah but if that brother is walking disorderly you know does it say to hate them no.
1: no
0: i like that pastor that got arrested I don't hate him I didn't even I don't want anybody to be in jail trust me I don't want anybody in jail unless they have this they're violent and hurt people because there are people that are a menace to to people around them.
1: Oh, they need to be separated yeah. from those they can hurt.
0: But it, it sucks that the fact that even though officers pleaded and pleaded and pleaded with him not to have a service, he still did. He still did. You know, nobody's telling him to shut his church down.
1: Well, I really truly believe that when, when somebody does something with the wrong intentions, um, you know, it can really cause damage and hurt somebody and if and if somebody is hurt on a, on on the account of you, then the accountability is on you. You know, it's unfortunate, but because you had that responsibility or you had um, that leadership and that authority to to change the course of actions or something, then it's unfortunate because you know that blood's on your hands if if something happens to someone. You know.
0: You know. <laughs> Next to our stage at the church, there's a little room. Imagine if I said, you know, we have faith at House of Rest. We're going to have service. I want this place packed out. How wrong is it? Think about this. Everybody comes in and sits right next to each other. But I'm in the little side room, way further than six feet. I come out to preach, which is... The first row is way further than six feet and I preach all this faith and this and that and everybody's intermingled sitting next to each other using the same doorknobs to walk in the church. And after my sermon, I walk back to the little room.
1: Or you walk through the back where nobody walked through.
0: So I never had contact with anybody. The stage puts me feet, many feet away from everybody. Mm -hmm. What kind of faith is that then? Just a thought, you know, just a thought. Um... But look at this, actually, I'm just looking down here. Um, In verse...
1: We went to seven.
0: Yeah, go down to 14 and 15. Okay. If anyone does not obey our word in this epistle, note that person, and do not keep company with him, that he may be ashamed. Yet do not count him as an enemy, but admonish him as a brother.
1: If anyone refuses to obey our clear command written in this letter, don't let him get by with it. Point out such a person and refuse to subsidize his freeloading. Maybe then he'll think twice, but don't treat him as an enemy. Sit him down and talk about the problem as someone who cares. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Where's it? Right. Yeah. If anyone refuses to bear clear command written in this letter, don't let them get by with it. Point out such a person. Oh, point out such a person. Paul said point out such a person. I had another verse real quick. Um, where is it at here? I'm just kind um, um, of... First Timothy. I'm trying to... F- oh, here it is. Verse uh, Chapter 6, verse um, 9 and 10. I really hope... See, I hate going into the point of assuming. So I'm going to say this before I read this. I hope this isn't why this person chose to have service anyways. But just kind of looking back at his ministry... I just hope I'm wrong, but check this out. It says, "Those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, with which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith. Oh, so they were believers." but they strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. All
1: right, it says, that's nine and 10, right? Yeah. But if it's only money these leaders are after, they'll self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely. And live to regret it bitterly ever after.
0: What do you think of that? It's crazy. Yeah. So even 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 Paul is talking about believers. Yeah. He says, But they fell away.
1: But see the thing is is that I think a lot of the times people think that, Oh, well, he's a man of faith, he can't fall. Yes, they can. It it, it can happen. Yeah. you know somebody can i think that's why it's so important that we are able to recognize when and take heed when jesus is trying to humble us yeah you know and i think a lot of the times we we close our ears to what is trying to be what is trying to be taught what is trying to be told to us when jesus is trying to that's why it's so important to have that communication with him to have that close relationship that intimate relationship so that we can hear his voice and take heed of what he's trying to tell us because if we don't then we miss the opportunity we miss the mark of what he's trying to tell us and then we start to desire the things of the world more you know the things the root of all evil which is money sometimes too
0: you know, like that saying, to live beyond your means. Yeah. It, it's an ugly thing because what happens is, uh, let's say you're like, we need, come on, guys, we need a bigger church. We need to reach the city. So everybody pulls in. And all of a sudden, now the bills get higher. The the overhead gets higher. So you got to push even further and further and further because it, it becomes something that snowballs. So now you're put in a position where the love of money, it's not that money, nothing's wrong with money. It's the, it's the love of money. And I think that's why it drove people to fall away like the scripture says. You know, um, what's it at? These, but if it's only money these leaders are after, they will self-destruct in no time. Lust for money brings trouble and nothing but trouble. Going down that path, some lose their footing in the faith completely. Yes. That lets us know that they were in the faith. Yeah. So I don't understand over and over and over in Scripture, yet somebody will say, oh, if they use the name of Jesus, that's all you need. You would have to, just these three verses, you'd have to take them out of every Bible in the world. And it doesn't end there, yeah. you know. I, I'm just, I'm just kind of, you know, just skimming through, you know. Um, look at First Peter chapter five. Okay, look what it says. Uh, verse two, sorry, chapter five, verse two. Mm-hmm. It says, "Shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers." Not by compulsion, but willingly. Not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. Nor as being lords over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. Right there.
1: Here's my concern that you care for God's flock with all the diligence of a shepherd, not because you have to, but because you want to please God. Not calculating what you can get out of it, but acting spontaneously. Not bossily, telling others what to do, but tenderly showing them the way. When God, who is the best shepherd of all, comes out in the open with his rule, he'll see that you've done it right and command you lavishly
0: yeah you know uh, like for the first time in a long time with these with these devotionals i i am i have so much that i feel want to say so i i feel like i'm stumbling over myself you know am i missing any points that i've been saying today babe because you're really good at that like things i missed or things i didn't say um
1: Well, I think, I think the biggest mark um, is just you're seeing how you're seeing so many people that are believers and everything Mm -hmm. easily be swayed, Yeah. you know, and, and that's, that's a big thing, you know, because I think we talk so much about our identity in Christ and knowing who we are in Christ and when we're. When we're rooted in Christ and when we're hidden in Christ, there's nothing that's going to take our mind off to new theologies and new things because we allow the circumstances and the things that are taking place um, take us there. Do you get what I'm saying? We stay firm and we stand still because we know who we are. And I think that's something that I've noticed that maybe the last day or two, it's been really... I'm not going to say been bothering you but I think that that's been making you open up your eyes to mm-hmm. how easily swayed people are. Yeah. You know. And and it's not that you know we're mad or we're bothered but it's it hurts us because we see people that we love and people that we care about are people that you know That we don't want to see that happen to because we love them. We want their souls to be saved. We want them to, you know, not be easily swayed.
0: Yeah. You know, like, uh, for instance, um, when uh, I wanted to publish a book for the first time and I was going to go through this company and this company, they have an amazing website and it's so easy to use. And they're like, we will make your cover for you and we'll. Uh, do the um, the book format, and we will put it in um, uh, iBooks and Barnes and Noble. We will do all this for you. We'll give you a barcode, and I mean, they have this beautiful package that comes out to a few thousand dollars. Okay, and then I did some more homework and realized it doesn't really cost that much. Not like they put it. There are some costs, but not like they packaged it out. You know, and, and it's like, what do I say that is, is this. Um, being a Christian, sometimes people put this beautiful package on it when it's so simple. And here's the thing. When you, when you start a church with no agenda to be a mega church, no agenda to get a Jet or a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. When you have no agenda to make your church the biggest one in Modesto or anywhere else. When you have no agenda to have the nicest suits. When you have no agenda to be that, the, the billboard with your big old face on it. <laughs> when you have no agenda to be the, the rock star pastor. What happens with that is you end up with a gospel that is pure when somebody just truly loves God and wants to serve God and wants to take you to his feet. You know, how many times have we said over and over that a real pastor's job is to bring people to him? That is it, simple and plain. Very simple, very plain. You know, and it's like when I have people on Facebook, some people that were were saying, well, I know this pastor, I know him personally. So what? What does that mean? Well, he gets a pass because he knows you? You know, I, uh, (laughs) you know, it's It's like. It's
1: almost like if I was a mass murderer, but yet then because I'm. I'm your wife or I'm your this, you yeah. know, that I get a pass.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know some gangbangers that, that have shot people. What, I know them, so they're good dudes now? No, they did what they did, and that's what they did. You know what I mean? And and it's like, what does knowing somebody have anything to do? That that shows that you are establishing your faith in what you know, not what the Word of God says. Yeah. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way, see? you, you got to understand, i, I got to say this, right? In prison, okay, and, and this is going to help you understand this mentality, is that if me and you were bunkies, say you're a dude, I would wish you were my bunkie, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to leave that cell. But if we were bunkies and, and we get along and we play dominoes and we play cards and I know your kid's name, you know mine, and, and we know each other two years in the cell, mm-hmm. But we both belong to the same gang. okay. And then, you know, I go to court sometimes and you go to court. And then I find out that somebody tells me, hey, you're bunky? They're snitching. Do you know what happens if I say, um, I see the paperwork and I see that it's true. I'm like, Oh, man, but yeah, they're a good person. They're cool, man. I know them. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to get stabbed, too, because this is not about who I know or who I like. The fact is, on paper, this person's a rat, and they're going to take that person out. And I can't say or do not. has nothing to do with, oh, man, I know that person. So I'm sorry. With that mentality... If somebody is a false teacher or a false prophet, I don't care if they're your dad or your brother. You can't be like, well, I know them. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. If they're teaching false teaching, then they're teaching false teaching. And it's just black and white. That's just the way it is.
1: Well, I, think it, I think, you know, to take it a little bit further, to really take it personal, you know, there's people that thought my dad was such a, an amazing person, you know, Oh, he's such a great guy. He's such a this, he's such a that. But it's unfortunately that my dad was a child molester. He hurt me, you know? So does it make it any better that he's a good person to someone, but it doesn't change the fact of what he did to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So because, oh, I know him, so it's okay. Is it okay what he did? It's not.
0: Yeah. It wasn't okay. Exactly. You know, I come from a place, man, where you can't give passes to people if if they're in violation. And it's the thing, here's the thing, is you can't say, well, oh, you're putting prison politics into this. No. When I'm reading scripture, I'm reading a man like Paul say, you know what? This guy's a brother, but he's fell away because he fell in love with money. Oh, this guy is acting disorderly. You know what? Withdraw from him. Paul, over and over and over, Jesus says, if somebody says, Lord, Lord. You can call him out. He says, "I, I don't even know you. Yeah. So I'm not sure, you know, what Bible some people are reading or if we're looking at it not, not objectively. Or again, like I said in the beginning of the video, you cannot read Scripture to fit you. You got to read Scripture and fit it, you know. And that's what it comes down to, Amen. you know. And, and we can't be swayed because you know somebody.
1: Yeah, and we it, can't always justify.
0: It, 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 doesn't, just can't. it doesn't work like that. Did I rejoice because a pastor got arrested? No. No, man. No never. You know trust me, man. I lived in a cell. I don't want anybody to get locked up, especially just for opening a church.
1: And I think people yeah. need to really truly understand the difference between persecution and really following the laws, you know, of the land and and doing what we're commanded to do. You know, so I think it's important. I think I think that's another thing that a lot of people got really mixed. They mm-hmm. don't know the true difference between, somebody kept saying, well, what about our First Amendment and everything? Well, that wasn't taken. You know, they're not saying we can't preach the Word of God, you know? If anything, they're encouraging us and and telling us, man, you guys got this amazing platform, you know, through social media where you can reach even more than what you're reaching just in your congregation. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not stopping you. We don't want you guys to stop. We want you guys to encourage more. We want you to speak more life. We want you guys to do that. They're not taking away that right from us but they're simply asking we don't want to see any more people die yeah you know do we truly want to see the people that we care about the people that we love to see weekly that we miss so much do we want to see more of those people suffer and have to die irresponsibly exactly no we don't because we love our families you know, yes. and we got to we got to care for our, na- our our neighbors, like it says, you know, yeah, I, that's, that's where God's telling us, love thy neighbor. And- I,
0: yeah, I'm in no way afraid of preaching the gospel. That's not why our our church buildings closed.
1: Yeah,
0: It's because I don't want to officiate in funerals.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't want to do that, guys. I love you guys too much. You got to you know, remember, you got to like,
1: remember, you guys got to remember that so many churches are running the risk of loo- losing those church walls. So many churches are, see, mm-hmm. but the lives that we love, the people that we love are worth it yeah. to us.
0: You know, we, we're having our services online. We're hoping that the people that congregate there continue to support so we can have a place of worship after. But you know what? I'd rather lose the building than lose any of my people. Yeah. I'd rather lose the building than lose any one single person in that congregation. I could get another building, but I can't get another you.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to
0: sit here and be irresponsible and say, oh, I got faith, so I'm going to open the church building. (laughs) You know, if I get upset, I'm sorry, because I am upset, because this is just silly. What were you going to say? I didn't mean to cut you off.
1: Nothing, I just, you know, I was showing David a video of of the bodies that are are being taken out of the hospital in New York. And they had them along the sidewalk. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and then... And then there were, I guess it was a video that wasn't even on the news. It was somebody had actually recorded it, and they had some bodies along the sidewalk, just like nothing. And unfortunately, they were putting it into the refrigerated truck and everything. And it, it broke my heart because I said, why is this video even being posted?
0: Yeah,
1: That's somebody's loved one. That's somebody's, you know, somebody's loved one that they didn't even get to say goodbye to. hmm you know and
0: they're just piling them
1: and they're just having to pile them so like
0: sandbags you yeah we're going to do
1: do we do we want to go open up our church so that we can have to see that no i'm sorry no
0: you know and, and i'm going to say this too this is if that church building is that important to you then you need to rethink your christianity bro that church building is just that a building. A building closed or open doesn't stop the gospel. It doesn't, man. If, if that is your hub, then you gotta rethink your belief system. That is, you know, to 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 lose to to be a person without faith is to quit using the name of Jesus and to quit not closing a church for a few weeks. What would you do if, if all, every building was gone from this earth? What would you do? You know? So it's like, it is what it is, guys. And and, and sometimes, you know, we do these devotionals and we're joking and we're laughing sometimes. But it's like, this honestly is, is I, I feel a, a righteous anger about this because I don't want anybody to get this thing i don't want anybody to go without a father without a mother without a child without a grandpa without a grandma because of this stupid virus because somebody decides i'm gonna have church and bring you in that's just silly man that's just not thinking it's dumb it is not persecution nobody told anybody not to preach the gospel matter of fact the gospel is being preached more now. People are praying more now. People that weren't praying are praying now. You know, and it's like, be a part of this thing that God is about to do. Don't be a, a problem of what God is about to do. You don't know, be a hindrance. Yeah, don't be a hindrance. Yeah. Refocus what faith means. Faith means. Is operating in the things of God, preaching His name, preaching the gospel, not closing a building. Amen. Come on, man. You know, and it's just guys, and those of you that that are listening to this and watching this, and you agree. God bless you so much. Um, I don't know everything. Nobody knows everything, but you know what I do know is I believe in Jesus. And I believe in, in the one
1: who is everything. The one
0: who is everything. Yes. In in preaching with no agenda. I am not, you know, I ain't getting paid from preaching anyways. I got nothing to lose, guys. I just love Jesus. <laughs> and preach Jesus and I love the people that he has brought to us, whether on YouTube or whether in Modesto at the church. And I just want the best for you guys. I just want a good, healthy life for you guys. That's my agenda. It's for you to have a long healthy life. Amen. That's it. You know, and, and it's like it is what it is, you know? And I just wanted to share hopefully I wasn't all over the place, you know, with this video, but I think it's it was important to talk about this. You know, I'm going to I'm just going to stand at my ground in this, you know, and and if you don't agree, unsubscribe. You know, and if you're watching this on Facebook, then you know, unfriend me. I'm not going to change for this person um, or anybody else that is going to falsely lead the people into a fake faith. That is a fake faith. You want to see real faith, then read what the Word of God says about Amen.
1: it. Amen. Yes. So. Well, on another note, um, you know, it's a beautiful thing when when we can have um people that that watch you and you know i i got a message today from from one of the sisters saying that you know one of the little boys that she takes care of i think it's her boyfriend's son that she takes care of he's five years old yeah and that he just loves watching us and stuff and he's like sharon he just you know he he loves the way you know when you do worship and there was that song Waymaker and stuff oh, and yeah. i wanted to give him a shout out his name is enoch i love that name
0: enoch walk with god
1: yes enoch walk with god so you know what hi enoch it's say hi babe <laughs> you know um thank you for for watching and we love you and i can't wait to actually meet you personally and uh bring you up there to sing with me one day amen, amen. i'm really really excited about that so i want to wish you a blessed day mijo and thank you so much for for just listening to us and just, you know, and just wanting to and having that little hunger for for Jesus, you know, because Jesus has a plan for your life. And I know that there is no mistake as to why you're listening and why you're attentively listening at the age of five. I praise God for you. And I pray lots of blessings over you, mijo. All right.
0: All right guys we're ready for we 48 minutes We love you guys minutes.
1: we talked t- we'll talk to you guys soon okay talk you to tomorrow. you guys tomorrow bye bye